everyone. Welcome to the Morbid Moment. Number 14. Number 14. My name is Katie Nyborg, but everyone on the internet knows me as Stick. Joining me, as always, is Red, the ever uncredited, and Toki, the sound guy. That's us. We're the team. All three of us. Podcast team. You, me, Toki. More and, and our and our listeners. They're really... Part of the team. They're really becoming part of the team. Part yeah. of the family. Yeah, that uh, that contest that we announced last episode, mm-hmm. just as fun as I'd hoped. It's already been so oh exciting. Oh my god, keep it up, people, because this is awesome. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, refer to our last episode, number 13. Awesome number 13. Where we talk about a little raffle that we're holding, where you just email us. It's really just an excuse for people to win stickers and us to marvel at the brains of our listeners you email us with the what you think we look like and that's how you get entered so the picture that is in your head as ridiculous or i guess mundane as it is and so far the answers have been great so yeah we love you guys yeah we have awesome people listening on that note uh this week i finally started my brand new job Yay! yay And it's a nine to five full time eight to five job eight to five it's eight to five um and I'm not downtown used, <laughs> not used to it and Traffic. it's a lot of commuting, commuting time basically if Red will just be quiet for a minute good luck okay <laughs> I am basically for the last week I've been going to work super early coming home super late making dinner eating dinner. Maybe having 20 minutes to myself to enjoy life, whatever that's like, I've kind of forgotten, and then I sleep, (laughs) and then I wake up and do it all over again. So I will get used to it, and I'll have more energy as time goes on, and I'll figure out when to do things, but this week I haven't had a lot of time to work (laughs) on a script. This week has been bananas. It's been pretty crazy. Yeah, and I'm kind of in the same boat, because I have to go to work... 15 minutes at least earlier than she does whatever time that is because I have to be we carpool so I get dropped off at my office first before she goes to her office and then I get picked up you know 15 to 20 minutes after she gets off of work so we're both a little both working long hours adjusting to new schedules also Canada has been on fire. You know, just casually. At the time of this recording, Canada is on fire, and Seattle and the surrounding areas are choking because of it, so... Literally, there's a smog outside, and there's not normally a smog outside. Yeah, smog does not really convey the gross, hazardous air that we've all kind of been living in for about a week now, and so I sound like I'm a smoker. (laughs) We've been just feeling great, just cough drops. My sinuses are disgusting right now. So if I sound plugged up or anything, that's because of all the secondhand smoke I've been inhaling. Our skulls are full of smoke. This is great. Sneezing and coughing. Which is another reason we haven't had a whole lot of time or energy to work on a thing this week. So we made it. We're here. We're here. So we must have something for you, right? (laughs) Oh, dark laughter. Please tell me it's not another set of jokes. Oh, God, no. Please, no more I can't do that again. (laughs) It was, I'm kidding. I'll probably do it again. There is absolutely going to be another pun episode down the road. I know it in my bones. But. My funny bones. Oh! (laughs) 
There she goes. But I do have a short little story to tide you guys over. So this is sort of a, a shorter mini episode. But I do have a little morbid bit to share with you guys it's, today. It's morbid. It's pretty morbid. From what I remember. So we're just going to dive in and do it. And uh, yeah, I think we're skipping the get to know you section. Oh, today. They, they already know us too we, much. We caught you up with what's going on. It's okay. I smell like smoke and she's got a fancy new job there. Now you know about now us. Now you know us. You're caught up. So, so let's just dive right yeah, into it. I would, I would love to just kick back with a little story time. Who wants to hear about a lighthouse disaster? Red has their hand in the oh, air. yeah. I should have gone, me, 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 along with me raising my hand, but I just raised my hand. Yeah, they can't see that. Maybe Red. they can hear the cloth of the whoosh as I <laughs> raise my okay. hand. A hand was raised. <laughs> Hopefully in our audience, they also raised their hands because we can't hear them either. I heard the whoosh of oh. their shirt sleeves. Oh, wow, that's good hearing. Especially because it's in the future. <laughs> That's a good point. She called my bluff. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the Smalls Lighthouse disaster. Or Smalls Lighthouse tragedy. I don't know. It depends on your scale of, like, good to bad. If it's a... Smalls Lighthouse. Not great thing that happened. Kind of lame. <laughs> happened in uh, 1801. So a little bit old-timey. Good 200 years ago. Uh, I think this lighthouse is in Wales. Okay. That's all. Oh, all right. No, there, there's more story. Oh, I okay. Just... Okay. <laughs> shit, there's a lighthouse in Wales? Oh, shit. Holy. Oh, wow, my God. this is a disaster. Wow. This is a tragedy. The worst. This is a subpart. I'm sorry, Wales. I had no idea. So, <laughs> off to a great start. <laughs> I'm sure we'll pad this episode out to 50 minutes just with me getting distracted. I will do my best, as usual, to distract the heck out of you. So, lighthouses in general are kind of, they're one of those human inventions that are, like, a good idea, <laughs> but when you th really think about it, they're kind of insane. Yeah, I, like, guess, I guess so. Like, telephone wires and yes. telephone poles, which, if you think about it, we're gonna put a pole every 20 feet everywhere. Everywhere, to hold up wires over our heads, and we're just gonna... Walk underneath them, do our whole life like it's fine. We're just gonna string up wires everywhere or like, across the whole country, the whole world. We're just gonna put them up there, and nothing bad will ever happen. Or like when humans decide that they're just going to redirect a river, <laughs> we're just gonna dig it up and put it in another place. And you're like, yeah, that sounds good. And then you're like, wait, but that's crazy. Too late, digging it up. Too late, already doing it. Changing nature. So lighthouses are sort of like that, where they serve a very important purpose. They keep ships from crashing into rocks or being destroyed in massive, awful, terrible, churning ocean storms. But they just build a rickety tower <laughs> on the edge of a cliff. Probably somewhere pretty remote. Very isolated, where they're going to be beaten up by... That exact horrible, watery, choppy, stormy condition that they're trying to keep other ships away from. Okay, so there's this really sucky part of the ocean. Let's just strand somebody in a tower there. Let's just put someone there. Exactly there. And when you're a lighthouse keeper, your job is to live there for months at a time. Like, you don't get to go home at the end of the day. <laughs> That's where you live. For months until a ship comes to pick you up and take you back 
to land to like see your family or I don't know, drink a lot, whatever you do when you get back. <laughs> I just as a side note, I want to read or watch a Rapunzel story that takes place in a lighthouse. Ooh, nice twist. Yeah. That I would be a good I one. I want that. I like it. Suddenly. Let's keep that in mind. All right, bookmark. Put a, Excellent. Put a pin in that one. Ding. Thank you. And if any of our listeners are creative writer types, I like it. Or Look artists. At, looking at you, Justin. Write us a short story. Send it in. Maybe I'll just call Justin out every single episode. <laughs> That's two in a row now. Oh, no. <laughs> we love you, Justin. <laughs> so, the lighthouses are great. And they're a fun time for everyone in them that gets to just live there alone without human contact for months at a time. Typically, it, the policy is that two people live in the lighthouse at one time, so if anything happens to one, the other's there for backup. Because, above everything, your job is to keep that lighthouse light on. And if you can't do that, you're in big trouble. So they try to make it so that if anything bad happens, they have a backup. Basically. The buddy system. The buddy system. It's a great idea. The two buddies we're going to talk about today are Thomas Howell and Thomas Griffith. Two Thomases. Oh, hey. Double Thomas. Toms. <laughs> double Toms. Unfortunately, when I say, uh... What? Hmm? I said double Toms, and my brain goes, that's a thing. Tom Toms. <sighs> so, when I say buddy system, I'm lying, because these two were not buddies. <laughs> Thomas... Nope. I can't say their first names because yeah, they're both named Thomas. Just call them by their last names. Howell and Griffith were notoriously not good friends. Oh. Every time they came back to land, people would watch them, like, get into fights in bars and just be angry at each other, and they didn't get along very well. But they kept getting assigned, or do you volunteer? How do you... Is there, like, a lighthouse I'm rule? not like 100% a, sure. Like, a leader of the lighthouse guild that's like, okay, our assignment for whales is... Are you are you thinking of, like, jury duty, where, like, everyone has to go serve time at a lighthouse? Yeah. I think or it's like, a paid job. It's, uh, or, lighthouses or like, are privately owned and they send people, employees, to go out and work the lighthouse for a certain amount of time. I think I'm thinking more like police station, where, like, alright, here's your new partner. You guys are gonna be partners now. You hilariously mismatched duo, like, you don't get to pick your partner, you just get an assignment and you You're the go. serious one. You're the cop that is too goofy. Now yes. go have a car chase. Yeah. Something like that. One's a maverick, doesn't play by the rules, and the other one is two weeks away from retirement. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's- sure, let's just say that's what's going on here. So it's a buddy- like a buddy cop comedy. Buddy um, lighthouse. Lighthouse buddies. Comedy. Yeah. Wasn't this called the small something comedy? N yeah. So, Howell and Griffith don't get along. They're both hanging out in this lighthouse. Just alone with each other. For months on end. For months on end. Just them and their supplies and... Going crazy. <laughs> their, their lighthouse and their light. Like, seriously, whose idea was this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a rough job. So, one day... Griffith starts complaining about being unwell, feeling sick, which is not good. Uh, so they send the distress signal, the distress light, out of the lighthouse because they didn't have phones. Oh, and they can't, they have to be picked up. They can't just, they like, can't boat just boat back. out. No, oh. they have to be picked up at their remote location. Yikes. So they send out the distress signal, like, hey, 
there's distress. <laughs> Someone come pick us up and see what's up. Uh-huh. However, no boats come. And it's generally really hard to get around that area anyway, hence the lighthouse, so mm-hmm. it's not easy for boats to get to in just, that area anyway. There's, like, so, no passers-by, really. Not really. So, a couple of weeks later, Griffith continues to get worse and worse and worse, and eventually he dies. Oh. So here's the situation. Regardless of how Howell felt about uh, Griffith being dead, he was probably like, wow, that's fucking morbid. Just watch this dude die. But now he's in a lighthouse with a dead body, and no one's going to come pick him up for months. Yeah, and they ignored the distress signal, so it's not like they're right around the corner, probably. So, Howell kept the body around for a little bit because he didn't know what else to do. And I imagine he's somewhere super rocky so you can't just like hop outside and bury it nope it's it's a little island that's made out of rock oh it's not there's no there's no dirt out there so the body starts to smell Mm. because it's been in there for like a week yeah it's not great so he would like to throw the body out into the ocean i was gonna say but because everyone knew that they hated each other Howell was really worried that the body would come up somewhere and he would be accused of murder. Oh. He was really concerned that people would assume he, like, killed Griffith and then threw him over. Oh, no. Okay. So he didn't want to be accused of murder. Luckily, he happened to be a carpenter or coffin maker in his past profession, <laughs> so he made a coffin. That is that is rather handy. <laughs> yes, you, you know, you never expect it to come up, and then you wow. need to make a coffin. What a resume, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> Certainly eccentric. From coffin maker to lighthouse keeper. <laughs> so he builds a coffin out of some extra wood that's hanging around because the lighthouse always needs to be repaired, mm-hmm. so there's tons of supplies for that sort of thing. Okay. Builds a coffin for this guy, hauls his heavy, now probably getting kind of bloated body, Ugh. into the coffin. The rigor mortis is Ugh. there and gone, I'm sure. Ugh. Straps it together, drags it out to the outside of the lighthouse, the top railing, you know, where the light is. Oh, like the that wraparound balcony? Yeah, drags him out to that in the coffin, and then sort of, like, straps the coffin to the railing. So it doesn't just blow, blow over. away okay. or anything like that. So just to sort of keep it there and be like, okay, he'll just sit outside, the smell will be there, It'll be okay. Eventually, I'll be off this island. It's awful, but at least... But at least he's there in his coffin. Like, my conscience is clear. I did As much of a burial as I could, (laughs) yes. Which was okay. Except that the winds in the area were so strong that I think that night, the wind actually busted the coffin open. Like, just shattered it. Oh. And... A bunch of the wood and planks and stuff fell down into the ocean below, but the corpse stayed there, awkwardly strung up to the railing where the ropes had been. So now there's this rotting, decaying corpse. Like, 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 like the worst, just sort of the hanging. Worst scarecrow in the world. The worst, just hanging outside the only window <gasps> in the lighthouse. Oh. Where Howell has to look every day. Oh, no. 
So, oh, what a picture. To make it even better, Griffith's corpse, its arm was hung up in such a way that when the wind blew, it made it look like the hand was waving. (gasps) So, it either looked like it was, you know, beckoning him over, or saying, hey, I'm a dead corpse outside your window. Come on out, the weather's great. Hey, I'm still out here rotting. No one's coming for you. Wave. We're all going to end up this way. You're next, buddy. So Howell kept the lamps lit, because that was his fucking job. God. uh. And he kept the distress signal going, because what else can you do? But he had to look at that corpse every day and every night when he'd light the lantern for the night ships. Uh. So some ships did see the distress signal after this, but there are a couple of problems. One, they couldn't figure out what the distress signal was for. Uh, Normally they'd use Morse code for this sort of thing to convey what the problem was, but Uh this was a little bit before lighthouses had any Morse codes to express what their problem was. Okay. So the ships saw that there was a problem, but not that, like, oh no, my lighthouse buddy has died and we need something immediately. Uh It could have been, like, a broken light or we're running low on food or someone's sick. Okay. So they had no idea what the problem was. They just knew the distress signal was on for some reason. Mm-hmm. Another problem is that some ships sailed close, but they saw a guy out on the deck just hanging out, maybe waving. <gasps> <laughs> Looked totally fine. Oh, no! He didn't say anything when they called out. Oh, no! So it was probably cool. We're fine! Maybe just, like, their distress light is just malfunctioning, or it's a funny... Like when your blinkers are stuck on. And you just wave for people to go past you. Oh, no. Yeah. So, some of those ships turned around, because they couldn't figure out what the problem was. And then finally, again, the sea in that area was so choppy and so dangerous that even if a ship wanted to go investigate and figure it out, it was extremely dangerous and they usually couldn't safely get close enough to land on the island. Because the whole point that a lighthouse is there is don't come over here because it's dangerous. And then, furthermore, after that distress signal had been going for a while, people started saying, you know, well, the light's on. The light's been on every day. Looks like everything's fine. (sighs) Like, maybe it's just... Maybe it's nothing. Oh... All in all, Howell was left in that lighthouse for four months. Oh, God. Alone with a corpse. I mean, did he totally lose his mind? Because... He totally lost his (gasps) mind. Oh, no! Buddy! A ship finally came to pick up Howell. Did he, like, oh, hey, you guys are finally here. This is my wife, Matilda. (laughs) (laughs) Matilda, don't be shy. Don't be rude. 
Oh, always waving. No, oh. come on, say something, Matilda. Oh, my God. Yeah, when they finally went to go get him, like, for his normal time to leave the lighthouse and go back to shore oh. for the normal pickup time, uh, they found him and he was not in a good place. The stories say that he was driven mad during his time in the lighthouse to the point where his personality and his physical appearance completely changed. Oh, God. And his friends on the mainland no longer recognized him. Wow. So he was a changed man. Wow. And really was not okay after that. After this incident... (laughs) The policy for crewing lighthouses immediately changed from two people to three people. Oh my god. So that something like this would never happen again. Oh my god. (laughs) And that's your morbid moment. Because we don't want to leave another dude alone with another dead dude until he's lost his poor mind. Lighthouses. Oh god. Kind of a weird idea. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. It's a nice little bite-sized uh, snack, I think. It's almost a ghost story, except there's no ghosts. There's just the crushing weight of your sins. <laughs> and total isolation. Just your own mind, your dead buddy, always grinning, waving at you. Hey! Oh, God. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> oh, do we want to do a quick feel-good segment? Do you have a quick feel-good segment? I totally do. Let's do it, then. Because, I mean, you know, as cool as the story is, it's a little morbid. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a little creeped out. Sure, let's have a little pick-me-up. I've got a picture of a dead dead guy in my head. So, something that's not that at all Mm. is, uh, I know we've talked about Adam J.K., Adam J. Kurtz before. Mm Mm-hmm. At least once. He's one of our favorite guys, one of our favorite creatives, um, really good at inspiring people and just kind of doing your creative thing, being you, whatever that means, and just fucking going for it, even when life's kind of weird and your brain doesn't work right. Yes. So uh, he's actually got a new book, and it's what he calls his first, uh, his first, like, fully written book. Because his planners and and activity books and and, uh, pep talk books are, you know, kind of half doodle, half text, half fill it in with your own stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is a book, tiny cute little book. He made it pocket size, six by four with gently perforated pages. So if you want to pull it out, share it, pin them up somewhere, fold them into origami, whatever you want, you can. And he, and he wants it, you know, to be shareable and carry aroundable. So it's a cute little four by six, 144 pages, all full color. And each page, it's just like notes, kind of, uh, they're done, in, they're all handwritten. Like it's like handwriting on note papers kind of thing. And it's all just creative inspiration and advice. And it's called Things Are What You Make of Them, which I, I really like that title for creative stuff. As a as an example page, this is the one that kind of stood out to me that I liked the most. Entitled, Nobody Cares. Oh. And it just says, It's easy to feel like nobody cares when you live in the bubble of your own industry. We get so wrapped up in our thing that we forget that to others who are doing totally different things with their lives, the shit we do every day is foreign and wonderful. Ah. Which I like, and I, I've, you know... 
thought about that specific page uh, when doing our podcast. Because there's a million podcasts out there. You know, it's impossible to, well, I shouldn't say impossible because some people have managed it, but it's nigh impossible to do something that nobody, absolutely nobody else is doing. You're always comparing yourself to others and, mm. and wondering if what you're doing is really worth anything. And, you know, it gets a little exhausting to just kind of keep doing what you love when you're like, man, I bet nobody cares. Oh. So I, I'm when I finally get the book, when it comes out um, on October 3rd, I'm going to put that one like, I'm going to make copies of it and just kind of put it all over the house. Oh, that's cool. But Excellent. yeah, it's for pre-order now on Amazon and other places. Uh, but one of the coolest things is if you pre-order it now as opposed to getting it after it comes out, is that Tarcher Perigee, God, I hope I pronounced that right, mm -hmm. will donate $1 for every book ordered before the book comes out on October 3rd oh. to the Tegan and Sarah Foundation, oh. which is uh, working for economic justice, health, and representation for LGBTQ girls and women. Yeah! Yeah! Represent! And it's, if you pre-order, it also just really helps the book get noticed and, you know, be way more visible to people who, you know, might want to look it up and find it, so... So the pre-order is very important, and this book looks like it's going to be very, very, very cool. And uh, if it sounds like the little snippet read, read, oh, that's ooh, that's a. <laughs> mm. If you liked the little snippet that Red gave, yeah, go check it out. Go um, check it out for more things, things like it. Yeah, things are what you make of them. Dot com has all of the info. So yeah, go check them out. Adam's a cool guy. His book's awesome. We're all excited. He even sent it to. Alanis Morissette, and <gasps> she wrote a little, like, reply comment that's on there. Like, it's really cool. Oh, if Alanis Morissette likes it, you will too. She's, Alanis Morissette said, All of Adam J. Kurtz's words are filled with wit, warmth, wonder, and wisdom. All those, that alliteration. Yeah. Excellent. So there you go. Oh, fantastic. Go Don't check it out. Don't listen to me. Listen to Alanis Morissette. Absolutely. So yeah, that's our little feel-good moment. Go support Adam J.K., if you want to support us in addition to Adam JK, you should go to <laughs> iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, leave us a rating and a review. That helps us get noticed. So we uh, really appreciate when people can take 30 seconds of their day to go and do that. Little guys helping the other little guys. You can also email us directly at morbidmomentpodcast at gmail.com. You're welcome to send suggestions for topics for future episodes, or you could just say hi. Or you can enter that uh, fun little contest that's going on until... The 20th of August. Yeah, so get your entries in at the, before the 20th of August and you'll be entered into the raffle. If you send your entries after August 20th, we will just read them and enjoy them. So we'll still do laugh. it either way. And again, in case you don't know, the raffle is for some free stickers that we will be sending out to uh, whoever wins the draw. Basically, the stickers that we send out for one of our Patreon tiers, but you don't have to be a Patreon patron to uh, win this contest. You just have to send us an email. <laughs> uh, so, yay, we did it. It's a short little episode, but we'll have a longer episode out in two weeks, um, as well as the winners of the raffle. It'll be a party. And until then, I guess all we have to do is tell you to stay morbid. Yeah, stay morbid. Send us an email and stay morbid. Do both of those things. That's your to-do list. Two items. Really easy. <laughs> Real easy. Knock you got this. Off. I believe in you. <laughs> Excellent. Bye, everyone. See you later.